So in this week's episode, I sit down with my good friend, uh, Lily Vashnevsky. We have been friends for 14 years, I think we agreed. And in this episode, we touch on the topic of connection uh, and what it means to us and how important it is for us as humans. Uh, We cover quite a broad array of subjects, topics, uh, and for me it was really important to have this topic of discussion quite early on in this journey that I'm doing with this podcast because it's been a real journey for me recently becoming reconnected with myself and understanding what that means and still finding it challenging. So uh, listen to this uh, discussion that me and Lily have and I hope that it brings you some joy. let's start talking about the magic in connection I think you said that you had something you wanted to start with so I think that there is a really poignant quote that I came across by somebody called Sean Stevenson and essentially he says that connection is not an exchange of information it's an exchange of humanity it's an exchange of emotion now I don't know what that means to you but I know that as soon as I read that I was completely I understood exactly what he was saying mm-hmm. Read it and again I think to me. I could so connection is not an exchange of information it's an exchange of humanity it's an exchange of emotion what kind of what do you think when you hear that because i know that for me that kind of talks a lot to me around feeling accepted wanted and in essence more human yeah it's really interesting because we had planned this so we knew kind of what our topic was going to be and we had a lot of opinions about it and i because you know you're going to talk about something i've been hyper aware of different situations that I found myself in so when you read that quote especially the last bit an exchange of emotion um, it really connects and I can share something so last night I had a a massage right yesterday and a massage Mm -hmm. is a massage and you know it's it's a physical exchange right of of connection I guess you could say to some degree but in this massage right so they do like a full body massage it's 60 minutes and at one point they started they uh, the person <laughs> started <laughs> massaging my ears right and then they started playing with the uh, the ear lobe now i started crying oh wow because i think it felt like it felt like such uh, an intimate thing for someone to do. So they were kind of like massaging the ears and massaging the earlobe. But going back to your, like an exchange of emotion, I guess for me, there was a connection there between the physical connection provoked an emotional reaction, I guess is what I'm saying. I love that because, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever had anyone touch my earlobes apart from someone <laughs> who was piercing them, to be honest. Well, I think but... that might be why I started crying because at one point I was sitting there thinking, you know, you kind of, oh, it's lovely, I feel so relaxed and I've been so tense at work and blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, 
I don't think anyone's ever touched my ears like this. And it was in <laughs> such a tender way. And then I kind of like had like, like hot tears rolling out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, this is very strange. And then I started thinking about our conversation about connection. And of course, physical connection is part of it. But for me, the, the emotional connection that I felt in that moment meant that I was touching something in my core that maybe I hadn't connected to for a while. And, and therefore the release, which was the tears. Mm, mm. I, I really like that. I mean, I think that when we look at kind of, you know, humans and our kind of, you know, behaviors, I think we're, we are wired to want to connect in so many different ways, ultimately because we want to belong. Mm. And that could mean, I think, you know, when we look at friendships, relationships, how we, belong at work how we connect mm-hmm. at work how we connect with the work that we do and our purpose and family mm-hmm. um, and I think that a lot of the time you know especially in this day and age when we're kind of looking at you know how um, immersed we are now with you know the digital age I feel like we probably need it more now more so than ever uh, just because we're so so engaged uh, with kind of I, I feel like we're almost we're you know trapped and always uh, logged on yeah but I don't think that necessarily like you know supports our kind of craving to to kind of feel for, like you know connected and fulfilled well I think you kind of we feel like we are connected like you know it's social media and you feel like I'm connected to people but you know probably out of the 600 people that follow me I'm connected to three of them you know yeah. uh, and I think there's a bit of a false false narrative or a, a, it's 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 a lie because you're not connected at all in fact you're completely disconnected I completely agree I think uh, one thing that is definitely really apparent and I don't know if a lot of people have felt this way especially after you know going through the pandemic and you know potentially you know uh, trying to almost it was weird it was almost like a rehabilitation back into society and back into normal life but I certainly have realized how disconnected I have been Um, obviously exacerbated by that situation but it's also had such a negative impact on my general well-being and my mental health and I know that when I have these moments of you know, reconnecting with past friends or seeing people that I love, uh, feeling joy, making memories, you know, laughing about ridiculous things. I know that that's when I feel the most connected. Mm. Um, And I know that I need more of that because we've had such, yeah, just two years of pretty much being isolated. Do you think it feels like hard work sometimes to connect to people or it feels like a I guess what I'm saying is do you feel like you have to kick your brain into gear to connect because of what's happened maybe with the pandemic you know what I think the first thing that came to my head was around vulnerability Mm. and I think that in order to in order to connect fully you have to be vulnerable and I think what's happened is that where people have been so socially separated from people is that we've really forgotten actually how to be around how to be around people how to be sociable how to be uh you know I don't know I, I, I have to have to have empathy um and 
actually we, we do need to open ourselves up and we need to consciously do that because it's almost like we're rebooting mm. um, and I know that even myself I've realized sometimes conversations I'm having with other people I can tell that they've got this invisible kind of wall up almost it's almost like they don't want to that they don't want to necessarily give that side of themselves up almost mm. yeah and yeah. maybe they were quite happy to do so before but it's almost like they they're also trying to catch up you know you, in this game i've been thinking and i don't know if you agree but i think that pre-pandemic there was like i mean there still is it's not like anything's changed but there was like political unrest in more than you know one massive country there was there there is still and there was you know a massive impact on like um oh i can't think of the word um you know to do with uh the the, the way in which we were uh, existing politically you know in the uk and in, in different countries that was also affecting us and then also global yeah. warming uh, and then that you know there is you know it just was like it feels like there has been such an onslaught of information that I think sometimes people disconnect consciously. Yes, I uh, agree with that. And I, I certainly have been aware of, you know, uh, different discussions that have taken place, not just with friends, but, you know, you're reading the news or you're absorbing information via Instagram or Facebook, and then you've got the TV on and then you see a newspaper or you hear people talking in the pub. And there is a point where you're just like, I just need to, I just need to watch someone put makeup on, on YouTube. Like I just can't absorb this information anymore. I just want to kind of shut my door. Do you think that is disconnecting from the world or trying to reconnect with yourself? Um, I think it's a little bit of disconnecting from the world, but I kind of have been thinking that I, in doing that, you disconnect from yourself. I mean, I guess from my experience in the last two years or year and a half, I disconnected, I disconnected from the world and kind of lost a bit of sense of who I was because I shut off and I guess I guess in a full circle moment you kind of you you cut off so much of yourself the only option is to kind of reconnect I guess I don't know I, I understand and actually I think that you made a really good point there is that I think we are absolutely loaded with so much information about things which quite frankly sometimes are completely irrelevant and will never affect us you know some yes obviously but um it's like we're constantly being loaded and i think that we have we have a capacity <laughs> and when we reach capacity uh you know it, it does obviously have an impact on then other elements of our life um and i i can understand why people did that because i've been that person who's done that as well and i think it's very easy for people to take up a bit of a hermit lifestyle because they just want to be at peace Mm. Um, and I think sometimes that's what it is people are just looking for some they want some inner peace and they want to be able to to relax and de-stress and to breathe Mm. Um, when you think of uh, when you think of connection and when you think of trying to I suppose reconnect now obviously now that we're kind of hopefully coming you know uh, through the other other end of this pandemic you know what are going to be the things that you know you want to do to I suppose 
rebuild that for yourself like what, well, what are the things that you want to do i actually think we should put a pin in that question and i've made a note of it because the question that i had for you it, i think it's linked so i wanted to kind of back up a bit and say and start to talk about how we connected um and i yeah. I, I think we can tie them together so i wanted to talk about how we connected and what it was that we saw in each other that kind of created that kind of um, electric spark or whatever you want to call it that made us have a friendship that's gone on for uh, I don't know how many years now I haven't been able to calculate my brain's not working today but I think 14 years I want to say now 14 years (laughs) yeah Jesus we could have a child Um, but I (laughs) I think it would be a good so I mean maybe I can start and I have been thinking about this a lot I always think about this quite often when we talk in the evening over a glass of wine or I call you when I'm on the way home from work and I always have in my mind the moment that I first met you and I think that (laughs) (laughs) I think that (laughs) no you had kind of shortish short short ish reddish hair so it wasn't long it wasn't a long mane like it is now it was kind of like a shortish hair that I remember uh, in my mind uh, and I remember you were stood downstairs in the uh, the store that we worked in and you were on the the ladies lingerie department and you were kind of like leant over the cash desk area a bit like um, someone that works in a pub so like a, a barmaid or like a and I remember coming down the stairs and I was like the new manager and I was kind of like you know with my shiny shoes on and my v-neck jumper <clears throat> and I was trying to kind of um, I don't know, there was something, and I've seen you do this a couple of times, I've always described you as like a bit of a humanity bomb because you just gave off like such um, uh, such a shining light. And I've always guessed I've been very drawn to people that I can, I can see like they've got a bit of mischievousness, but a bit of depth and a bit of character. And you were, I don't know how young you were when I first met you, but you still had it then. You probably had a whole load of, you had 14 years life experience ahead of you that we would, you know, some of it we've shared. But I remember at that very first instance, I saw you and I thought, I want to know her. Um, and I remember it vividly. One, because I thought you reminded me so much of Bette Midler, which is so, it's not, uh, it's not a bad thing to say. But I rem- you just had this kind of like, I want to know her. It was just pulsing out of you. And I remember very typically me in a very strategic way. I got closer and closer to you in a way that kind of fitted with <laughs> the kind of um, the, uh, the, the the relationship that we had at work, I guess I'm trying to say that I didn't want to kind of like overstep any kind of you know mark. But I think that there was a way that we were able to develop a friendship that, that I wanted. Uh, and I think it was reciprocated, but we did it in a way that was um, in keeping with our roles, I guess, in the, in the, in the store. Yes, completely. And I should really point this out that this was always completely platonic. (laughs) 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 Just in case any um, of your viewers uh, (laughs) are thinking not. But yeah, it was always very much a platonic basis. I mean, I was 20. I was 20 when I met you and I was fresh out of university. Uh, I I suppose uh, young, dumb, full of life, uh, quite naive but also very eccentric um I definitely had a hunger for life and I know that uh, when we first met you know I definitely wasn't the person that I am today but I was 
still trying to work out who I was really Mm. and I remember that it was just so easy to realize actually that there was lots of things that we had in common and I think that was pretty much kind of the first conversation that we had or the many conversations we then continued to have I always remember thinking um I really like being around him Mm. and I think I mentioned this earlier today in, in one of our conversations but I would refer to you as soul food which mm. is I always there was always a really nice energy exchange and I always felt very full after I left you know whether it be whether we went to the pub or we went dancing or we had just a, you know a coffee and a chat and that was always so important to me and I always wanted to hold on to that Um, and I don't think it's something that you get very often and that's really sad Mm. but I think this is probably why you know we have been friends for so for so many years and and there's been so many things that have happened in each other's lives and you know even now where we're you know separated by sea and you know we're in different countries you know we still really try to keep our friendship and and that connectedness um, which I, I treasure and I know that we will be friends forever um, it's interesting when you talk about that because we, we you started asking about reconnection and then I kind of brought us to like where we started from and I think yes. for me one thing that's kept our connection it hasn't been an effort to stay connected to you and I think that point that you made I would also I mean this isn't just like you know 45 minutes of me and you telling each other how wonderful we are (laughs) (laughs) but I think that there is um I often come away I often come away from like a an hour-long chat with you on the phone and it's really interesting because on my phone you can see you know like you can see the duration of the call and then quite often five minutes afterwards we both send each other thank you so much for that love you so much and because I think we we're almost giving each other the receipt of you know you've energized me you've lifted me you've given me a bit of guidance you've helped me see through the mess of life um and it's done oftentimes in a way that feels really natural and authentic and it's not forced I completely agree absolutely and I think that that's normally uh you know and I think actually this is uh, quite interesting to kind of then go into the whole friendship and, and connection around friendships that you know when you start to not have that and that's when you know that then there is disconnect happening and, and that could be for so many different reasons but you know when you have when you do have that true authentic genuine it never feels like things have changed kind of you know magic happening I really think you need to hold on to it with both hands mm. it's something that you absolutely need to treasure because as I said it's just not something that happens often um, and I think that also one thing I would say that if I had to kind of look at the relationship and probably the reason why we have been able to maintain that is because I think that for a long while now we have been completely vulnerable with one another Mm. and that's why it works so it's very very transparent and I think you know you've you've told me some really really deep you know uh, secrets or feelings and thoughts and I think that if you can receive that whether that's somebody telling you or you telling somebody and there's no judgment and that person still looks at you the same still accepts you still loves you then you're on to a winner because mm, that's yeah. all we want because yeah. we, we ultimately just want that to put like I said to belong I would agree that I think the the topic of vulnerability and being authentic and sharing truth if you want to say it like that and I guess a little bit of listening to your instinct when you're 
conversing with somebody i guess those are kind of all uh pillars that kind of uphold our kind of friendship in a way but i don't i don't i'm not like hyper aware i i would you know to your point i would say that the one thing that's been so true for our 14 years has been honesty and vulnerability you know doing something wrong embarrassing yourself on a night out shedding tears crying feeling angry uh maybe overindulging uh, in in certain things i think there's always been a uh, an openness there that i perhaps haven't had with necessarily everyone else because it's two-way it's like transactional yes completely um so then and i wanted that... to go on no i was gonna say and that i think that when you said about the transactional piece, I think that's how it's supposed to work, isn't it? Mm. And maybe I think what happens is that you have, and, and maybe this is also kind of about people's personality types, but it really depends on, you know, relationship dynamics. If you have, for example, somebody who's more narcissistic, then I can understand why then people have connection failures because if they're you know constantly giving and constantly being vulnerable but not receiving anything back mm. then it doesn't work so it's definitely a two-way street sure. yeah yeah i was gonna ask and i don't want this i don't want this um this episode or this podcast to be negative really but i wanted to touch on like disconnection because i think we touched on disconnection to the self or to yourself but i also wanted to look at like when you feel disconnected from others so the disconnection part and like what does that feel like sometimes? I mean, we, we did talk a little bit about feeling disconnected and, you know, being reconnected to your own being, I guess. But what about friends and family? And like, what does that feel like? Oh God, a range of emotions, no. I think, you know, uh, it really depends on if you were if, if you were in a position where you were lucky enough to have two parents in a loving home, uh, you know, that could come in a range of different forms, couldn't it? I think for me, uh, you know, I had a, you know, I, I'm from a, a single mother, you know, family, uh, no siblings. It's always been just myself and my mum. Mm. Uh, I think that, you know, family hasn't necessarily been the biggest thing in my life, but that's pretty much because I think I always chose to choose my family through my friends. Um, when I think about, you know, friendships ending, and things like that over the years which they do you know mm. let's say organically they can do due to changes in personality life paths changes in you know circumstances you know at one point you were work besties the next time you know they then move on or you know etc like so many things can happen or people just drift apart mm. and i think in some cases it can feel as heartbreaking as a breakup yeah when you stop talking to somebody who was at one point maybe your bestest friend um maybe they knew more things about you that even probably you didn't even know about yourself and i really think it could be oh it it could absolutely fill you with so much grief Mm. um because you kind of feel like you're losing something um and kind of isolating and a little bit soul destroying really yeah and i think to to what you were just saying i think that one thing that i've been one example that i've got of being disconnected and then reconnected was i think it's no uh, surprise to you or anyone that i've i've struggled sometimes with my relationship with my mum and i think that there's been good reasons and bad reasons and you know we could probably have a whole different podcast uh, on that uh, i think that for me i hadn't really had a good i had been really really far apart from my mum for about 
I guess four years from about 2015 2016 and in the last I would say eight months whether it be because of therapy or because of reading a little bit more or taking more time out or corona whatever you want to say I started to reconnect to my mum in a in a really um, valuable way that I'd never had in my entire uh, life and I think the only way that I was able to reconnect to her was because I was more honest and that sounds really simple but I think coming back to your point I was able to share with my mum things that maybe I wouldn't ever share with her because I didn't want her to think that I was I don't know a failure or a letdown or something like that and now our relationship is in a much better place I call her once a week we have a nice chat sometimes she's able to guide me in uh different ways but I think that um the beauty of that and what strengthened that relationship was me being more open and her receiving it again. And do you think that, uh, you know, when you look back at kind of, you know, situations uh, at one point in your life, I mean, I'm guessing that you probably thought that your relationship with your mum was severed and yeah. that, that was it. Yeah. And at that point, when you were going through that, what knock-on effect did that then have on the kind of rest of your life? I think, <clears throat> I think a little bit like what we might have been saying earlier. I think that when I, I remember categorically deciding that is it with my mom, with family, I was like, I'm, I'm done. Uh, I'm no longer putting energy into something that's not really serving me in a good way but I think the impact on my my being myself was I disconnected to me uh, and I I don't know how to explain it but I think that I took the decision to disconnect to them but I'm not I'm not a computer so what I just did was I just I just kind of severed all the ties internally and I think I became I don't want to say I became colder but I definitely I definitely deleted a few files accidentally we can say it like that and I th I think that I think that in the last sort of 12 months eight months I have definitely um, managed to uh, find those files and kind of uh, uh, export them back into the hard drive if you want to say it in computer terms but I, I, I had a real sense recently of um, uh, reconnection uh, reconnection to music reconnection to uh, memories looking at old photos experiences that I had with you and different friends and I think that that was triggered primarily because my relationship with my mum started to open up and I felt more um, connected <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find a fancy word but it, you know but it was really funny it was it was like I was describing this to a friend recently it was like I suddenly had access to memories and um uh, and songs that were memories that I hadn't had access to before and it was driven by the fact that I'd started talking to you in a more of I mean we've always been very open but I remember there was like a real shift a gear shift and I was like you know, having to do playlists on Spotify because I was like, I can't forget these songs again in, in case I delete files again, like we all do, um, metaphorically speaking. So it was a really yeah. interesting moment where I was able to, it felt like I was just opening up a little bit more. And in opening up, I was able to receive a lot more stuff that helped me stay connected. 
I feel like, and I don't know if anyone else has kind of felt this way before, but I feel like sometimes when we have so much, I want to say, you know, baggage and maybe un, you know, things that we haven't dealt with that we've got, you know, maybe that we've internalized, which, you know, I think both of us at times have been very, very good at doing that. Um, that what can happen is that I almost feel like we create so much clutter that it actually, we, we kind of feel like we then can't access the things that make us happy. And, mm-hmm. and you know the things that you're referring to, like the songs and books and things like that. I know for a fact that my amnesia during those moments is horrendous because I physically cannot see beyond how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And when you do things like that, where you do acts of, let's say, forgiveness, or you know, you practice gratitude, or you make amends with people, and uh, you know, you start to kind of delve into kind of, I don't know, deeper kind of connectedness. When you have really in-depth chats with somebody, and you learn things about them that you know you never knew, and, and it's almost like mind-blowing. And you're like, oh my god, how did I not know this? And all of those wonderful things. I think that there must be something that is happening neurologically in your brain, where I don't know. I don't know if it's like neuroplasticity, where you're creating new connections in your brain, but there must be something because there's no way that you know all of this is not interconnected don't you Um, think it's telling or maybe i'm kind of grabbing at straws a little bit here but don't you think it's telling that the friendships that you are able to develop and maintain you normally have at the beginning part of your life right so you know we met Mm. 14 years ago i am i'm not saying this in an arrogant way but maybe you haven't we haven't maybe developed as strong friendships in more recent years. Uh, a lot of my friendships are, I don't know, 20 years old, 14 years old, uh, older than that. I haven't got so many connections that I've met in the last five years or, or, or before that. And I don't know if it's because as you get a little bit older or as the world has changed and you're absorbing more stuff we should say that piles up and you can't maybe digest it you don't have space to connect like we did maybe before i don't know i mean that's that's it's just been on my mind as we've been talking about this how you know the world 10 14 years ago was a different place i completely agree and you know what I genuinely believe that anything that you bring into your life, whether it be something brand new, uh, that you have to be able to make physical space for. Mm. Um, And yeah, you know, let's look at, you know, when you were 11 or, you know, I don't know, 16, whatever, you would have had, you know, let's say a handful of friends. And obviously, as you get older, you then build more connections with people because you network. Obviously, you go into different jobs, you mingle with different people, you meet that person's friend, and then your social circle expands, which is wonderful. But actually, you know, once again, this comes down to capacity. Do we have the capacity to be friends with 100 people? And that's good friends Mm. with 100 people. Well, probably not. And actually, I think people who kind of use that guise of oh yeah you know I've got all these friends and you know they're all best friends well I don't think that's humanly possible because otherwise you you're you're not giving everybody you know enough of you you're only giving like slithers almost Mm. like a really small slice of the pie Mm. and I, I don't know if that's necessarily enough is that enough to build then you know the kind of connection that actually is going to make a difference that's going to be meaningful I don't think so 
it yeah, I mean, an acquaintance. It does, and I, I think I've been I've been hyper aware of late, probably due to you know what we were discussing earlier. I've been hyper aware lately of being in social situations, either with friends here or colleagues, <clears throat> where I have been present while we've been having a glass of wine, and then suddenly I have this kind of like need to rush. So I, I'm like, I, I'm need, I need, I'm going to need to go soon, guys. Now I don't. There's nowhere for me to go. I mean, there is. I need to go home. But like, it's there's nowhere for me to go. Um, but I'm like, there's. There, it's like I'm telling myself. It's almost like I'm resisting the connection because it feels like I don't have the the space in my brain to sit there. And I mean, of course, you know, you and I are very similar. When we connect to people, we want to do it on quite a deep level. Uh, and maybe yeah. there isn't space for that. But I also think sometimes I'm. I'm acutely aware of missing connections with people like you know there's a, a a woman at work that I really enjoy working with and we really can spar and we really laugh and I'm like oh I really would like to be her friend but I stop myself because of I'm like I've got to go home I'm going to the gym or I'm doing this and there's all this stuff now that I remember when I first started to get close to you we would meet for a we would go to a gallery I remember walking around the Tate Modern with you for like hours and then going for a beer and then stopping off for another beer and then maybe going having something to eat and it was like there wasn't there wasn't a schedule you could just be yes completely and and actually it's funny that you said that about you know not having a schedule it was almost like I don't know and it's funny because I look back then and we still had the responsibilities that we have now mm. but it almost felt like time was it it's just there it, we weren't racing or trying to beat the clock like we could just be in the moment but it's funny it's like what we were talking about earlier today on the phone where uh we was talking about joy and happiness uh and almost trying to kind of hold on to it in a really uh, uh in a really kind of physical way and i was i was telling you about my week you know when i'd met a friend for dinner and then we'd had dinner and then we'd gone out for another drink and then yesterday i had a massage and obviously cried I had like an emotional moment uh, and then I've been working in between and then we're doing this tonight <clears throat> it feels it feels busy but it also feels it feels like not busy if that makes sense because I'm I'm making time to connect whether it be a massage or a dinner with a friend or talking with you uh, and quite often I don't it's uh, quite often my evenings feels feels really short because I finish work, I come home and I'm on Instagram for hours or checking stuff online and then I'm watching a movie and I go to bed. Um, where yeah. it actually feels like by adding more social interaction or more connectedness, if you want to call it that, I suddenly feel like I've got more energy, I feel happier, I've got a lot of spring in my step. And it's only because I think I fed myself a little bit more. Oh, 100%. And you know what? It goes back to what we were saying about feeling fulfilled. You know, uh, what are we going to get out of three years, of, three years, three hours of scrolling through Instagram? I mean, it feels like three, three years. But, you know, it, it's not going to feed anything apart from, you know, us needing to go to Specsavers to get, you know, some new glasses. It's, it, it's not going to do anything. But, you know, actually being around people um, and, putting ourselves in situations that actually maybe do feel a little bit vulnerable I think are so so mentally stimulating and you know where we were talking about belonging and acceptance also we are very much you know creatures that need to be educated uh, we need to be informed but we also need to be stimulated and that's and I'm talking beyond the news I'm talking beyond education you know I'm talking about you know connecting 
you know, on a far higher plane spiritually, etc. So, you know, a lot of this is actually, you know, more about kind of what we're doing to our soul, our spirit, our psyche, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, and, and really just kind of feeding that because ultimately that's really what we're trying to connect yeah. to right it's it's interesting one of the things my i had a very you know my mum you know you've met her a few times and she's extremely sort of you know down to the earth uh, direct um but we was talking about a situation that i found myself in recently with with connection uh, with people with communication and one of the things she said to me was you know don't be like me nearly 70 years old and all i've done in my life is push people away and i guess you could see that pushing people away as a desire to be continually disconnected yes um yes absolutely and it's just really funny because it's just come to my mind so i think uh we're kind of nearing the end of everything and i always want to finish kind of with the whole purpose of this podcast and what we're talking about and kind of open up the question or at least discuss what is the magic in connection so spontaneously we've talked about so much we've covered like such a broad range of topics when it comes down to the magic of connection or yeah the magic of connection or the magic in connection what is it that you think is is magic there oh feeling more feeling more human Mm. that's that's it that's the crux that's the core that is the uh, i don't know the the ultimate that that's it just yeah. to feel more human and ultimately more alive yeah maybe my description is a little bit more typically than me a bit more poetic but i think if i go back to what it was that drew me to you or what may, made me want to connect to you for me it's like finding that light in people and allowing yourself to bathe in it that sounds it sounds extremely poetic i'm sorry but (laughs) i feel like for me i remember um i remember having a conversation once with a friend of mine who was a um uh, a therapist this is years ago and she was like what is it you look for in people and I was like I need to see that light it's the same as when I used to interview people as a manager I wanted to find that light but I also want to sometimes be able to kind of allow it to energize me so for me that would be um, the magic in connection I love that so shall we uh, say goodbye and uh, maybe we can follow this conversation up in a in a couple of weeks or so Yes, that sounds great. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right, my darling. I'll speak to you later. (laughs) Bye.